Hello, my name is Nora Emilie. I am Miss Universe Norway, and this is my interview with the Pageant Project. Hello, everyone. It's Adrian from the Pageant Project, and my special guest for today is Nora Amelia, who is Miss Universe Norway 2021. Nora, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. You are my first Norwegian interview. So I finally having, I had my first Dutch interview. I'll be having my first Danish interview soon, and now my first Norwegian interview. What's the weather like in Norway at the moment? Oh, here is freezing cold. I think it's around zero degrees or something, and it's snowing for some part of the day, so it's really cold. Are you a, are you a winter person or a summer person? 100% a summer person. <laughs> really a summer person. So how much summer do you get in Norway? Do you get any summer? Do you get any warm weather? Or is it like the UK? You get like two days of summer the whole year. I think uh, maybe Norway is kind of the same as UK. We have almost, I think, two, three really hot days. And so, you know, some in the middle, a little bit warm, but it's not that warm summer here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So basically don't move to Norway if you want warm weather is what you're saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, now, um, Nora, obviously, Miss Universe is... Actually, I probably can ask you this. How many days is it until you leave? Do you know? Um, it's about two and a half weeks. I'm leaving at the 28th of November, so it's really close. And, yeah, the dice flying away. <laughs> How are you feeling about it? It's only two and a half weeks away to the biggest competition in the pageant industry how are the nerves how are you feeling i'm super excited for this and i think it's gonna be an amazing journey and the journey so far has been amazing too and uh, you know it's so close and the nerves i'm feeling them <laughs> they are kind of coming but yeah have you managed to connect with any of the um the other contestants so far um actually we have a group chat together with around i think 35 girls so we are chatting with each other and you know the weird thing about this is that it's like everyone is awake you know all the day and or all the time so you know it's always something and someone is writing in the group chat so i think that's just amazing actually well because i guess you're all spread across different time zones but you you also famously you never sleep either are, are you still <laughs> what time did you get to bed last night? Um, I think that's a secret. <laughs> that's the bad soul. <laughs> that so, bad, huh? Yes, it is. <laughs> I guess you'll be catching up on a lot of sleep after Miss Universe, I imagine. Or will you still be not sleeping after Miss Universe? I think I'm going to be really, you know, need a lot of sleep after because things is going on all the day right now. <laughs> so no time for sleeping here. So. Yeah, maybe we take it up after the Miss Universe. 
should just be sleeping for an entire month. Um, in, have you managed to work out maybe who's going to be your Miss Universe bestie, like your Miss Universe best friend? I mean, you said you have a group chat. Do you have any guesses as to who you're going to end up being best friends with? Um, I'm not sure yet, but maybe Australia. That can happen. Or Sweden, because Sweden is, you know, the closest country to Norway. And uh, I think maybe Sweden. We haven't talked yet, but I think we will make a great, yeah, together. Is the Swedish language similar to the Norwegian language? I have no Um, Actually, it's kind of the same, but uh, it's still very different. No idea. Look, sorry, Nora, I just dropped out for a second. Did you? I'm back. <laughs> Um, so just so I know, so Sweden and Norway, the languages, they are similar or they're not similar? Um, we can understand each other like 99%. Some words are totally different. And, you know, the, the way we pronounce different words is totally different, but we understand each other. Oh, okay. That sounds almost like the difference between uh, different Chinese, like they, they can... It's a bit different with Chinese. The written language is exactly the same, but different different people pronounce it differently. Can you give us an example of a word that you would pronounce differently to the Swedish? Um, uh, for example, in Norway, we are saying hallo. It means hi. And uh, yeah. in Sweden, they're saying ha. hey. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> something like hey. that. Hey. <laughs> and uh, in Norway, we are saying for the word girl, we are saying jente, and they're saying slika <laughs> or shay. So. That's a completely different word. Um, let, let's get you to teach us some Norwegian. So how, how do you say, hello, my name is Nora in Norwegian? <laughs> um, we're saying it, hallo, mitt navn er Nora. <laughs> say that again. Hello, mitt navn er Nora. It almost sounds a bit German. My, I think, so. my, I think German, I, I'm trying to remember my very, very like minimal German. German, I think my name is, I think they'd say my, my name is Nora. So it just sounds slightly similar. Um, let me just go to the comments for a second. Erica has said, hello. I would love to visit Norway one day. If someone did want to visit Norway, what are the um, what are the things that you recommend that they do, see, or even eat? Um, I love the capital of Norway. I'm actually living in a place five hours ago from the capital, but I would recommend visiting Oslo, the capital of Norway, and go to a place called Upran. <laughs> And that's the opera in Norway, the ballet and everything. And, you know, the architecture of the building is amazing. You can walk on the roof or on the building. So you can see out of the sea and everything. And it's just beautiful. So I would recommend that. Go and visit the opera. That sounds amazing. Um, We do have, it's a pageant interview. So we have to talk about food because food is very important to pageant girls. So what 
What are Norwegian foods? Are there any foods that Norway is famous for? Um, uh, we have something called fodrikor. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is actually meat and kale together in just just that two in ingredients in a big bowl. So yes, and we meat have meat and kale. Yes, <laughs> that sounds quite healthy. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's something Norwegian people eat on, you know, if they're going to celebrate something or, or for Christmas or, yeah. And we also have something called, how to explain it? Ribbe. It's kind of the same as rib, you know, for Christmas eating. It's actually pig when you make a huge meat piece of the pig in the oven for around eight hours. And yeah. So this is some oh, kind of okay. food Norwegian people are eating. <laughs> Do you have any sweets or cakes or desserts? Because Belgian girls love their sweets. Are there any like Norwegian sweets? Um, we have different sweets, but I think the Norwegian actually loves chocolate. And we have, you know, big fabrics here in Norway making chocolate. And Norwegian actually eat a lot of chocolate, I think. So, yeah, we are having it for, you know, regular days or for Christmas and birthdays. And yeah, you always have the, you know, milk chocolate. So <laughs> I think mm -hmm. that's the kind of thing Norwegian are really fascinated about. <laughs> it's probably one thing that you can't eat a lot of in the lead up to Miss Universe is chocolate. Um, <laughs> you can have a little bit of it, but probably not too much. Mm -hmm. um, Nora, let's start with the easy question. Okay. Um, sorry. Um, how did you get into pageantry to begin with? Um, for me, the dream started for about, I think, 10 years ago when I was 13 years old. And I couldn't wait to turn 17 to 18 years old so I could enter my first pageant. And I think the first time I really opened my eyes for pageantry was when I saw the show. And the girls was amazing walking over the stage and everything. So I started as a model in the age of 14. And uh, yeah, but when you're working or working as a model, you don't get the opportunity to like influence others or use your voice at the same way. So when I was discovering that pageantry is about both, you know, using your voice, influencing the youth or the people and the modeling and, you know, the catwalk poses and everything together, I was just, my mind was blown away. And I was like, whoa, this is something I really want to do get like everything you or i'm fascinated about and passionate about together in one package actually how big is the pageant industry in norway i mean because obviously going into universe there are countries like the philippines venezuela the united states where pageantry is huge and then there's countries where the industry, let's just say, is not quite as big as those countries. So how big is the pageant industry in Norway? Um, here in Norway, we actually don't have a big, you know, the industry for pageantry isn't that big in Norway. It's kind of very few girls doing pageantry here in Norway. We have, I don't know how many girls who actually is competing for Miss Universe Norway every year, but I don't think it's that many people. And... We don't have, you know, like the culture for it. It isn't here in Norway. So it's kind of, I think, very different for, for example, compared to Venezuela. 
Do you, can you think of any reason why maybe it's not so big in Norway or Denmark or Sweden? I don't think in any of those, or the Netherlands, I don't think in any of those countries pageantry is particularly big. Do you think there's any sort of cultural reason for it or you just think maybe it hasn't taken off yet? Um, I think this is about the culture in Norway mm. because the Norwegian culture is actually like you shouldn't stand too much out from others and you oh. should be like, you know, a little bit more reserved, a little bit more to yourself and don't stick out too much. So I think maybe that is, you know, the culture is blending in with the pageantry isn't that that's, you know, a, the perfect match actually. So I think maybe Denmark and Sweden has kind of the same culture as the Norwegian has. So maybe that's one of the reasons why pageantry isn't that big here in Norway. I think that's very similar to, at least in Australia. In Australia, it's all about uh, being a mateship, I like to say. So mm -hmm. we actually have something here called tall poppy syndrome, which means if you stand out too much, we have to cut you back down to size. Um, Whereas in America, it's very, very different, very, very strong entrepreneurial spirit and um, you're encouraged to dream and believe anything is possible. Um, so that's pageant history. Uh, let's take a quick look also at your project. So um, it's the Bear Buddy. I'm going to bring it up on screen and I will let you just describe it. Tell people watching a little bit about the story behind uh, the Bear Buddy, and um, what made you start it? Um, the story behind the Bear Buddy, or the idea behind the Bear Buddy, is that people who suffer from mental health issues may have like a friend or a starting place. This will be kind of the bear, not the bears, that you're able to, you know, speak to and open up and, you know, train about talking about your mental health issues with as kind of a buddy, you know, that's listening mm -hmm. to you and you can practice talking about your mental health with. So those small safe bears are, yeah, kind of a, a little buddy that always will listen to you and be there for you. They look, they look amazing. I, I've said this before. They look so pretty. I mean, these, are these ones, are they the bear or these lollies, these ones? These are lollies here, right? These are lollies. They are. Okay. All right. But these these ones, for example, like I, I love this one that's covered in all the little sparkly bits. The the bear, I, I've seen the names. This so Glitter Nights, Golden, mm -hmm. Late Nights Talk, Ocean Talk, Girls' Night is a pink one, Coffee Date, that's probably the one that I need to have, Autumn Coziness and Always Here. Um, how How long did it take you to put the whole store together? Oh, uh, that was taking a lot of hours. It was taking a lot of time because, you know, I'm totally new to setting up a store like this. So I had to learn, you know, the program before I even started. So, but I have always had kind of a, you know, entrepreneur spirit inside. So my dream was always to put up a store. So to be able to do it for a reason like this was to me amazing. And yeah, but it was hard. And you meet, of course, a lot of, bumps in the road so <laughs> you have to overcome them before you're learning how to do it so yes 
Yeah, I, I, I know exactly what you mean by bumps in the road. Uh, <laughs> can you tell us a little bit more? Obviously, a lot of people watching will be from overseas. So you've partnered with Mental Health. I, I don't, how do I pronounce that word? Um, mental Health. And the it's not Norge, is it? How do I pronounce that word? Uh, it's mean uh, Norway in English, or Norway in the Norwegian. So it's Norge. Norge. Okay, so it's not Norge. It's, it's definitely not <laughs> Norge. Dear me, my my yeah, my Norwegian is obviously not very good. Um, but tell tell us a little bit more about this organization and what made you decide to partner with them. Um, Mental Health Norge is a non-profit organization here in Norway that works on uh, different areas within mental health awareness. They are, for example, working with uh, actually all ages from, you know, the youth and children to up to as old as you can be. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. And uh, they have different topics. You know, they are working with people who don't have a place to live and they are working with people who don't or suffer from different reasons, for example, eating disorders or suffering from mm -hmm. depression and everything. So they are covering such a huge part of the mental topics. So I, for me, it was quite natural to partner up with them because they are covering so many different areas. And that's make it or makes it possible to reach a huger audience because they have like, you know, so many different things they are working with. So, yeah. I heard the other day, and I don't know if this is true, that countries such as Norway and the other Nordic countries, um, normally when they have like um, surveys about how happy the country is or how content the people are, that Norway and other Scandinavian countries are often at the very, very top in terms of how happy the country is. So hearing that, how big an issue is mental health in Norway? Is it still a really big issue or is it maybe not as big an issue as maybe some other countries? Um, I think Norway actually has the same issues with mental health issues in Norway as other countries. But, uh, you know, I think people are afraid of telling it that they are suffering. And... Uh, you know, the Norwegian people is maybe a little bit reserved and we mm -hmm. don't want much attention or don't want anyone to like help us if or kind of way. So I think people don't want to tell if they are struggling and it's much more easy to just say that no, everything is fine and, you know, continue their life instead of saying that no, I, my life isn't that great. So I think maybe some people are telling that they are better maybe than they actually are. Mm. So. Maybe we have some, you know, black numbers that we don't see and uh, don't discover on these surveys. So I'm not sure, but I think maybe that could be a reason. Is that why? Is that part of the reason why you decided to start the Bear Buddy? So that, I mean, you already mentioned that the purpose of the Bear, apart from looking cute, is so that you can actually talk to something and begin that process of opening up about mental health issues so is that part of the reason that you decided to start the bear buddy was to encourage people to start talking about their mental health yeah absolutely because you know 
opening up to people isn't that easy and you need kind of some practicing before you dare to open up mm. and people think that their problems are maybe too big or too small to for the world or for the universe actually so maybe people are thinking that their problem isn't you know they maybe it isn't place for it in the society so i think or that is actually one of the reasons for why i started the bear buddy so people could mm. see it and i think when you see something and are getting exposed for something over time for example like a buddy or something that mm. maybe something in your mind will change and think that maybe it's okay to talk about it so if people don't buy it maybe they just see it and maybe that even yeah. can influence people to maybe think one more time and accept that it's okay to you know speak about it is there a lot of help available in norway for people who are suffering with mental health issues are there things like phone lines or text lines or even internet chat are there advertisements on tv and things like that encouraging people to talk more about their mental health uh yes actually we have all of that and we have i think around seven to eight phone numbers that you can call for different categories like right. you know so we have a lot of you know sources that is that people can use but it's hard maybe for people to actually do it or actually to contact somebody by phone or by chat or yeah yeah so i think people just need to take the first step to really dare to do it but it is possible here in norway to get into recovery and we have the sources for it but yeah i don't know if people actually use it it's well it's as you said it's difficult especially if you're going to talk on the phone um mm -hmm. because it can feel embarrassing um and or, or you feel ashamed or you because if you're going to pick up the phone you have to admit that you do have a problem in the first place and that can be very very uncomfortable mm -hmm. um just with the well let me I want to bring up the bears again. So, Nora, with with the bears, um, this just from the fashion sense, are they? Do you put them on as earrings around your neck? Do they fit on phones? What What are the different places that you can have the bears? Actually, I have one bear right here, so I can show you. Oh, it's let, a me ring let me bring you up here. Upside here, it's a ring, so you are able to like use them for. Oops. Yeah. You can use them for, for example, uh, hair, or you can put something in it and then you can use it as a earring. So you can actually use it for different things. <laughs> so yeah, and you can bring it with you where you want to have it. So yeah. Are you going to take some of them over to Israel? Give uh, them away as gifts? Yes, that's one of the plans. <laughs> how, how many are you taking over? I was thinking about maybe 20 to 30. So I have both of them and they are with me in my luggage. So yeah, I hope people <laughs> want to have them actually. <laughs> well, they look really pretty. So I, I think I think the difficulty for you is going to be deciding who to give them to. That's I mean, true. there's what, how, how many countries are there competing? I can't remember. Maybe around 80, I think, 85. Okay. So you have to pick your um, 
you have to pick your 20 your 20 best friends to, to, to give you can't take over can you take over 80 or 90 and give one girl each or is that too many <laughs> maybe i can so yeah we all see uh erica here has asked is pageants big in norway we discussed that a little bit before she's also asked how did you get involved in miss universe involved like uh, how i got into it yeah what was the process for how did you see it how did you apply for it and then i guess what was the norwegian competition like um i was participating in the miss universe norway and uh, that competition was just amazing and for me i was you know seeing this on the tv and finding out that this is something i really want to do so for me i decided at an early age to you know apply for this and to get into this and mm -hmm. this is something i really want to do during my life so my goal for so many years has been to participate in this universe so this is a dream that has been there for a long time <laughs> So how can you describe how you felt? I assume this is when you had the crown placed on your head. Yes. What what were you thinking? What how were you feeling at this moment? At that moment, I think this is one of the most shocking and happiest moments of my life. At first I couldn't believe it. It took me days to actually realize that this was actually happening and it's real. And when they were saying my name, I was kind of waiting for the it's been a mistake sentence, you know, that I was the first oh. runner up in this universe Norway. So <laughs> it felt just amazing. And yeah, so yeah, it's amazing. How long did it take you to actually believe that it was you, that they hadn't made a mistake? <laughs> um, I think it took almost a week, actually because you are so in shock in a so such a long time and uh, you know you get all these messages when you're winning this and the people from mm. all around the world are sending congratulations and yeah but i couldn't kind of believe it and it was sinking in during the next week or yeah six to seven days i think i used for you know landing actually <laughs> <laughs> i mean you, you do look very very surprised this yeah. is the actual moment right this is when you were announced as the winner yeah <laughs> it is your your mouth is open very very wide in shock <laughs> it looks like did you have to give a speech or walk after being announced as the winner yes i had to walk and uh, you know as you see my hands are full of flowers and gifts and yeah. things so i was so i didn't expect this at all so i was like okay what do i do with all this and i have to like hold up my dress a little bit because it's too long so i had all this thing going on with my the flowers and everything and i was like oh my god what should i do <laughs> so yeah so i had my final walk or yeah the first walk not your final first walk yeah but you're not hand, you're not handing over just yet first walk <laughs> Did you cry at all? Because this is what happens a lot of the time when people announce as a winner. There's a lot of tears. It doesn't look like you're crying, though. It looks like you're just really, really happy. 
I can't remember actually. I think I wasn't crying, but I think I was super happy. Maybe some happy tears after when I was at the hotel. So you can't you can't remember. Well, how no. much can you remember? What you can't remember any of it? You were just so much in shock. I remember holding her hands to Angelica, the first runner up. Yeah. And I remember I was looking at her face and I was like, okay, good luck almost to both of us. Yeah. Then I just remember they said my name and I was like super shocked. And it's kind of a black off moment. Some, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm starting to get kind of more back to myself in a little later. And then I realized that, whoa, what is happening? This is really my dream coming to reality. So it felt amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that that's definitely you. This is not a this is not a joke. It's not a mistake. Um, <laughs> how how long ago was this? So this was back in August. So it's gee, it's only about three months ago. Um, but how obviously you've been getting ready for Miss Universe in Israel. It's yeah. the biggest pageant competition in the world in the universe. Do you feel, how do you feel you've changed or grown as a person just over the last, let's say, three months? Um, being a participant in this universe, I think that made me more, you know, secure about myself because you have to stand in it and you have to do your best and work really hard with things you haven't done before. And for mm. me, it's a lot of, you know, press and, uh, messages and everything and you have to walk out from your you know comfort zone and really do your best and i think that's something that learned me to be a little bit more secure about myself and maybe mm -hmm. a little bit more confident kind of in my own skin yeah. actually so yes yeah how much give people an idea how much hard work has been going on behind the scenes because I think a lot of people look at pageant girls, they see the pretty girls, the pretty crown, the pretty sash, the pretty dress, and they just think, oh, it's very easy. All you have to do is go on stage, walk around, smile, wave, and that's it. How much hard work has been going on behind the scenes? I think this is kind of the same as a full-time job because I'm working, mm -hmm. I think, maybe eight hours every day with the competition and preparation. And it's so much. And I think that's some kind of what you are making it to and what your platform is like and uh, what you want to focus on. But it's a lot of preparation with, you know, walking and question on stage and the poses and wardrobe and, you know, mm. platform, your advocacy. Everything has to be prepared to the maximum, actually. So, yes. So I think it's so much preparation that you have to do. And yeah. It's so different. It's uh, covering a lot of different areas. And yeah. yeah. I think you are definitely going to be sleeping very well once once this is over. It sounds like you're going to need to catch up on some sleep. Um, have you given any thought to what part of the competition you're most excited about in Israel? That must be the evening goal, I think. And the question from... Or, you know, the interview with, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I think that must be the two things I'm most excited for. Um, I'm looking really much forward to that, especially the long go on stage catwalk. 
So yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> the yeah, uh, the gown is the one that everyone wants to keep secret for the big reveal on stage. Uh, how how many suitcases are you going to be taking over to fit all of these things? I think it's going to be three. <laughs> so two big ones and one small. So, yes, I think three. That's not too bad. That's not too bad, especially for a competition as big as, uh, as, big as Miss Universe. Um, well, Nora, just before we go to the final 10 questions, I like to give um, everyone a chance to just give shout outs. So thank you to um, thank yous to people who have been supporting the motto, their team. So is there anyone that you'd like to give a shout out to just before we do the final 10 questions? Oh, it must be my family, my mom and dad and my sister. They has been a huge part of this and they are supporting real much. And I have to give a shout out to the rebirth of the princess for making my dress. It's really, yeah, gonna be an amazing goal. And uh, yeah, I have to give a shout out to you too. <laughs> so that's okay. And, uh, that's not why I asked this question. Not that you have to give a shout out to me. It's okay. It's for everyone else. Everyone else. And my grandparents has been a huge part of this. They are actually so supportive. And then my grandma is sending a lot of messages and be like, oh, you can do this. And come on, girl, you are doing fantastic. I saw you on the live show. And yeah. <laughs> so they are so supportive. And I have to give a big shout out to all my friends who is supporting really much during this. I really appreciate it. Do your family and friends understand pageantry? Do they get it? Like, especially your dad. Very yeah. often dads, they, they don't really understand. They're supportive, but they really don't get it. So your friends and family, do they really understand pageantry and why it's so important to you? Or are they just sort of supporting you and they just go, hey, you do you? Um, I think in 2016, when I first was entering my first pageant, my dad didn't understand it at all and he was like what why are you doing this and what is your goal with this and everything and i was mm. explaining it to him and telling him that this isn't just about a girl walking on stage this is so much more this is like a full package with you know mm. everything actually that's pageantry is about and i was explaining this to him and he changed his mind kind of over the years mm -hmm. and now he's super supportive and yeah so he's asking every every day about how is it going? How did you do that? And how was that interview? Or did that? Yeah. So I think he's actually the most supportive person right now. So yeah. Oh wow. That's kind of amazing. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's that's unusual. Um, do you think that he's seen you grown over the last four or five years through pageantry? He has actually said that to me. That he has seen that. So yeah. That's got to be a good feeling. Mm -hmm. That's true. Are you having any friends and family able to fly over to Israel to support you? Um, my mom and dad and sister is actually coming over to support me during this pageant. So oh, wow. Are there okay. for living there or for being there watching it live. So that's yeah. something I really appreciate. And yeah, it's going to be mm. amazing to kind okay. of have them with me on the journey in israel Absolutely. so yeah yeah it's not because 
especially with COVID, not everyone is able to have someone go over to support them. So that's really that's really good that you get to um, have family go over. You, you can also give them spare suitcases, Nora, in case yeah. your three suitcases is, is not enough. You can give them you can give them suitcases to um, to <laughs> smuggle smuggle over for you. I've I've heard of pageant girls like they have you know, one, two or three people going over and all their suitcases are actually for the pageant girl. So it's not three suitcases. It ends up being like 10 suitcases. So you mm-hmm. can do that. that. That's a little tip for you. Uh, <laughs> something to keep in mind. All right. Well, Nora, let's go through to the final 10 questions. Same 10 questions I end every interview with. Okay. You can answer them quickly. You can take your time, whatever you want. Okay, so first question is, what is your favorite word? That must be love, I think. Yes, because, you know, love is important (laughs) for everyone, actually. So it must be love. What is the Norwegian word for love? It's kärlighet. Kärlighet. Going to need to work on my Norwegian. (laughs) I find the sounds very difficult to make. It's very different to English. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Number two, what is your least favorite word? My, may you repeat the Least favorite. So you had your favorite word. What's the word that you hate the most? Um... I think that must be when people are telling that they are not able to do something. And okay. uh, a word for that, I'm not sure what it be will be in English, but yeah, when people don't believe in it themselves, a word for that, I think it might be something like that. Okay. I, I've had some people answer, I can't, as their yeah. least favorite word. So probably I can't. Uh, Question three, in life, what gets you excited? Um, I think I'm the kind of person who loves to do things that I'm a little bit scared for. And mm-hmm. I'm getting really excited when I actually dare to do it and actually do it. And that makes me feel really excited, actually. And uh, yeah, I think that's the thing that makes me most excited. What's the scariest thing you've done? Have you skydived, jumped off a building, something like that? I think the scariest thing I gotta do is Miss Universe, but... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's probably true. Skydiving is easy compared to Miss Universe. I mean, you don't have to think about skydiving. You just jump out the plane and there you are. Okay, so that um, was what, what gets you excited. What about what... So that's what turns you on. This is an English phrase. So question four is what turns you off or what really do you not like? I really don't like when uh, people are telling you that something is impossible. That's something I really don't like. Because when you're hearing that, you maybe start to believe it over time if people are telling it to you enough times. Or if people are telling it to themselves, I don't really like Mm. that. Because you're drawing yourself down and that's not necessary mm. in life. You should practice talking to yourself as your best friend, actually, and be yeah careful with your words and thoughts. When someone tells you that you can't do something, 
Does that yeah. make you want to go and do it to prove them wrong? Um, sometimes I'm a little bit kind of that person, so <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that because you got quite excited about talking about that. So I thought that must be you. Uh, question five, what sound or noise do you love? I love the sound of Christmas. Um, we have a little, you know, some when you're putting up some candlelights and there's mm. angels spinning around when the candlelight is standing under and the yeah. sound that the angels are making. I think yeah. actually that is my favorite sound because it reminds me of my family and Christmas traditions and, you know, when everyone is together and having such a great time together. So I think that little bell from the candlelight angels mm -hmm. Such a beautiful thing that reminds me of something beautiful. What's the Norwegian word for Christmas? It's Yule. Oh, Yule. Okay. All right. That we, we kind of have that in English. All right. So there's a Norwegian word that I can finally pronounce. <laughs> Yule. Oh, uh, dear. Okay. What sound or noise do you hate? Um... I hate the sound of people who disagree with each other, you know, screaming to each other. And when they are out loud or, you know, when two people mm. are arguing out loud to each other, that's something I really hate because it's not necessary to really scream to each other to have a conversation if you disagree with someone. So that is something I really hate. That's very, very true. Don't, don't go to New York then. If you don't like people yelling out, yeah, don't go to New York. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, question seven. If you could have any one superpower, what would you pick and why? Oh, one superpower. Um, that must be to go, you know, backward and forward in time. Because oh, okay. then, um, time travel. Time travel, yes. Because you can go back in life and change things you've done to others or done to yourself or anything and make, you know, the mistakes you've seen when you get older or mm. you can go back and don't do them or, you know, make it not happen <laughs> if you can time travel. So, yeah. Whenever anyone says time travel, I, I'm always surprised they don't say that they want to go forwards in time hear the lotto numbers, the lottery numbers, and then come back in time and win the lottery. That's, That's what I would do. <laughs> That's such a great idea. <laughs> I've given it a lot of thought. Uh, question eight, what job or occupation other than your own would you most like to attempt? Would you most like to try? Um... Actually, I would love to be influencing people here in Norway, someone who is, we have the democracy here in Norway mm. and we're having, you know, people speaking from the capital here in Norway. And I would love to try one of that roles and maybe speak for climate changes. We have one person there today speaking about the climate changes and I would love mm -hmm. to, you know, try that role and influence the youth mostly but also the grown generation with mm. things 
I think the youth generation is believing in today because they who are sitting there today is a little bit older than my generation. And I think the young generation today has a lot of things to come with and to influence their with. So I think I would love to try that job. Nice. Okay. Uh, question nine, what job would you definitely not like to attempt? Um, what could that be? I have never thought about that before, actually. But I'm really curious as a person. And for me, I mostly like to try everything. But uh, That's I'm fair not, enough. I'm not sure about that. Maybe policeman, because, you know, I'm not that strong and uh, as <laughs> my body. So if I have to hold someone back for um, not doing anything, I think they will let go really quick. So... <laughs> I don't think I could be okay. a real policeman if I have to be like, yeah, physical okay. and yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. So you're you're not going to be arresting someone anytime soon. No, I don't think that's. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Final question: If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at heaven or you arrive at the pearly gates? I would like to hear him say that all the people who care about has it beautiful on earth and they're still having, you know, a love, lovely life filled with happiness and everything. And yeah. And for the more bigger picture, I would love to hear him say that we are spreading more love on earth and the war will stop and, you know, we will change into a more lovely society instead of, yeah. So we will let the love grow on Earth. Perfect. Okay. Well, Nora, that is about it. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much too. And best of luck over in Israel. I'm sure you're going to have an amazing time. And then when you come back, I'm sure you're going to sleep for about a month. I think so too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, you only get to do Miss Universe once, don't you? So you got to give it your all, and then afterwards you can sleep. And then it will be 2022, believe it or not. That's crazy. That's crazy. It is. Well, I will keep you with me for a second whilst I hang up with the audience. But thanks to everyone for watching, whether it's live or on the replay, and we will speak to you next time. Bye for now. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for watching. Sorority Access is now open. So if you'd like to join an amazing group of women and learn how to be the most powerful, confident and impactful queen possible, head to the pageantsorority.com. I'll see you there and see you in the next video.